Good day, listeners. Welcome to episode 86 of You Got This, as reasonably as possible with everything going on in the world right now. I hope everyone's feeling and healing and doing well out there. If you're new, welcome. I appreciate having you here. And if you're a returning listener, I'm so incredibly happy to have you back. Just to make sure everyone's up to speed, You Got This slash UGT is a podcast where we explore authentic living, seeing things from a higher perspective, and how to balance taking care of yourself in the world around you. The U stands for universe or universal consciousness. And of course, it's a play on the word you with a Y. But you have permission to make the you whatever you want it to be. I'm your host, Asia Smith, and I'm a leadership educator, life coach, and intuitive healer. Listener discretion advised. This podcast is not a replacement for traditional therapy or esoteric healing modalities. On UGT, we keep it real and we keep it light. It's for entertainment purposes only. So if you need any of that, you're welcome to visit my site, book a session with me, and I encourage you to explore any other resources out there that you feel would be helpful for you along your authentic journey. Please do what you got to do to keep yourself well, because it matters to me, and it matters to the folks around you, too. Alrighty, happy summer solstice. (laughs) Depending on the calendar you subscribe to, June 21st kicked off a new weather season for us. So as we all recalibrate and celebrate the shift, this episode is a gentle and empowering reminder for us all to honor our authentic journey and that there's always permission to achieve success how you define it at your pace as it resonates how you see fit while uplifting others to do the same in their own way I've said it before and I'll say it again (laughs) do what you got to do to keep yourself well Uh, that means maintain your integrity feel the feelings be compassionate empathetic kind Uh, be mindful of intent as well as impact set the healthy boundaries (laughs) when necessary and then lower those boundaries with unconditional love when you know it's healthy to do so ultimately where we still have some room for improvement as a society is simply treating ourselves and each other better and not causing ourselves or each other harm intentionally which also includes treating the environment better and not causing intentional harm to any living being yeah hurt people hurt people so imagine if we all tapped into our ability to heal and uplift ourselves plus do the same for those around us who may not be in a place at the time to do it for themselves but they could be and that could be for a plethora of reasons and healing is an ongoing journey for us all we all need to honor our changing seasons and recalibrate to align with the people places and spaces that are truly aligned with our values, who we are or who we aspire to be, which will look and feel different for different folks. That's cool. (laughs) It's all good as long as nobody is intentionally getting hurt. Do your thing. That's why humans operating from a place of compassion and empathy matters. It's all connected. Everything counts and it all adds up. So after adding all this up, (laughs) how do we put this into practice? Many of us learn and plan best by visualizing 
whether that's through written, uh, auditory, or verbal processing. And most of us ultimately have the lesson actually sink in and be learned best after having a related experience, whether that's mentally, uh, emotionally, physically, or spiritually. There's a balance of reflection and action. And sometimes the situation calls for leaning into one a little more than the other. So in this episode, you're going to hear a featured talk by the quote-unquote modern health monk, Dr. Alex Hine, where he provides an in-depth walkthrough with reflective and incredibly clear and actionable steps on how anyone can design a life that is true to themselves and their values, make genuine connections, and also navigate change to build their own unique version of inner or outer utopia. Authentic living, universal consciousness, higher perspective. Yeah? So on that note, let's dive in. Go ahead and get comfy, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Also, if you'd like, be sure to stay tuned for the energy reading after the sponsor message. Be safe and stay well. What's up, guys? Alex Hine here, author of the book Master of the Day. Now, in my own life here, really, I think that designing your life and making it go forward in the direction you want it to go forward has three parts. And the very first part is the design. The second part is the habits you use or you do on a daily basis. And the third is the follow-through or the follow-up. In other words, how do you actually stay on track when you get off track? Because half of the game of goal achievement is purely when you get punched in the face. What are you going to do differently to get back up and get back in the fight? Now, for me, the first thing is vision. It's basically the design. You know, if you just sit down for a day, you pour a coffee, you get out a piece of paper, and you write down what would be the coolest thing that could happen over the next five years in my life. If you just do that, you are already ahead of 99% of humanity who show up with no game plan, no vision for the future, no clue what they would like to create besides, you know, I would like more money, or I'd like that girl or that guy, or I'd like a nicer car. There's almost no consciousness or conscious energy given to thinking about what do I want to build in the future? Like what consciously and concretely do I want to improve? So for me, the way that I do that is, first of all, I have a journal where I'm regularly writing down updates for the kind of life that I want to build. You know, it starts with the vision, which makes me think of the fact that the skyscrapers of New York started with a picture in somebody's head. And so did spaceships. And so did curing a difficult disease. And so when I think of it like that, I always make sure I'm consciously creating, even if it is just in my thoughts, even if it's just up there, both in print journals and in a document that I call five years from today. So the three things that I use for my yearly envisioning are one, the yearly envisioning process I've talked about here, which is basically at the start of each year, I write down what is the coolest thing that could happen this year, like perfect year, no limitations, no, just be realistic. But like, what would be the coolest thing that could happen? I put it on one piece of paper that's always on my desk every single day, and I review it twice per day. Now from there, that yearly document also has my daily habits, the unique projects I'm working on in each quarter of the year, as well as the things I know that I need to work on to get better, basically, to improve myself. The second thing is the pocket journal I carry around. This for me is always to record Things that may change about my thinking, ideas I get when I read or listen to podcasts, as well as little intuitive hunches that come up. 
So if I'm talking to a friend or I'm reading a book and I'm like, wow, that would be an awesome idea. For example, that's where all my books came from. Wouldn't it be cool too? Dot, dot, dot. I put it down in this little book. It's just a little three by five moleskin that I always carry around with me. And then day by day, I can flip through that and be like, you know what? These were those cool things I wanted to basically manifest and create in my own life. Let me just keep a note of them. The second way I do that is by doing a weekly journal page. Now the weekly journal page is just a strategy page. And in that strategy page, it's basically, where are you, Alex? Where do you wanna be? And are those habits you're doing every day sufficient enough to actually get you there? So the whole point of this journal page is reflection. You're doing this, are you still on track? If not, what has to change? And then finally, I have this little journal notebook, a digital notebook in Evernote, and it just says five years from today. Now, I don't really stick with that idea of five years from today, but the point for me is where do I want to go? In what direction? Where I don't know how I'm gonna make it happen yet, but it will happen for sure. I haven't quite flushed out the process. The point is that you're putting trajectories in your brain and in your subconscious. And when you check that every once in a while, you're kind of like, oh yeah, I knew I wanted to do that, but all right, let's start thinking about how I can actually do it. And almost all of those things come true for me, especially if you regularly review that. Now, the second piece here is your habits. So the daily action steps that you're gonna actually do to make that a reality. Now, I've shared this philosophy many times. It makes up the bulk of my book, Master the Day. But the point is that you think about the goals you wanna reach, and then you have to break them down, forget the goal, but break it down into a daily habit. So with fitness, you forget losing 30 pounds. The habit is cook every day, go to the gym 20 minutes a day. You wanna write a book, you forget having written a book, you put down the habit, write 500 words a day. You wanna be in an amazing relationship in two years, you forget that goal, you put the habit, I'm gonna go out to four events where I might meet like-minded people. And that's your daily habit. So you bring it back to, what do I have to do today? Now, the way I track that is a combination of ways. So not only in that yearly visioning document do I put that, I also record it in Evernote. And the reason I do that is because every Thursday, I have a 30 to 45 minute mastermind call. Now, I've had a personal mastermind for over four years now, every single week. And it's basically started when I started my business because that was so difficult for me. But it progressed to, like, are you happy? Are you building the life you want? Are you is your ladder up against the right wall, as the saying goes. Conscious goal setting and being crystal clear on the path forward, making sure you're going down the right path you wanna be down. So I actually have a maximum of three goals per year and then three habits per goal. For example, the goals are often much more complex than you think. Like let's say you've only been sleeping five hours a night. Well, your daily ritual may have to be, I'm gonna disconnect from the computer at 11, I'm not gonna have coffee after five, and I'm not gonna stress myself out with homework or with work after a certain time. It may take a few habits. Just like doing well in school or high performing at your work may also be more than one habit. It may mean I'm gonna study this study strategy every day and apply that. Or I'm gonna do an extra one hour of work per day or self-study or something else. The way that I personally do it is just three habits per actual goal and those I track in a weekly scorecard document, which is, these are the three things, did I do them Monday through Sunday? And then when I get to my Thursday night mastermind, we all get on the phone and I basically give a report. I did this 50% of the time, 90% of the time. This is what didn't work. 
this is what I have to improve. And then the third part for me about consciously designing your life and going forward is really just two things. It's the follow through to make sure you actually do these things. And then number two, it's following little intuitions about when you have to pivot. So the way I keep the follow through going is every night I do a little master the day journal page. The journal's not out yet, but I still have a print kind of document that I use for tracking. Did I do this? Where do I have to improve myself? The Thursday mastermind, which is a 45 minute call. We use Uber conference for free. You could do the exact same with a few of your friends or people online. My very first mastermind was totally online people I'd met that were other internet entrepreneurs. Now from there, I have the Thursday mastermind, I have the weekly strategy journal page, and I have my daily habit tracking. And besides those three things, all I do is carry around that little pocket moleskin journal I told you about, because then I feel like if something doesn't feel right at all, I write down the intuitions because I can't always consciously articulate the next move. Sometimes it's easy. I want to move to California. Other times it's not. Do I stay in this relationship? Is this business still what really excites me? Am I proud of all the work I've created? Those are things that may be better governed by your intuition and better understood. So I just keep a log of all the little intuitive impressions and then I systematically explore them more and then I take time to just go through them and see what's behind them and unpack them. So I hope that helps you guys. That's a little bit about my process for consciously scripting your life, which has been my whole shtick for a while. And that's really the thing that made a biggest difference for me to now really contributing and producing a lot and having had a productive life the last five or so years. This podcast is sponsored by Authentic Service Group, an organization empowering young adults to explore their potential and achieve success genuinely through virtual life and leadership coaching, community engagement, and networking events for emerging leaders in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area and beyond. For more information, visit AuthenticServiceGroup.org. No matter what life throws your way, you got this. Hey there, welcome to the energy reading for episode 86. Super grateful to have you here. Gentle reminder if this isn't your first time and a heads up if it is. These are general collective readings rather than being one-on-one, so it's possible what comes through may not apply to you, and that's okay. That just means the guidance in this particular reading might be messages that someone else out there needs to hear, and maybe the next one will be for you. You have permission to take what resonates from this reading and leave what doesn't. Before we get started, let's all just take a deep breath. is all good on my end if you need a minute to get everything feeling good on your end feel free to pause and do what you gotta do and come back when you're ready I've already blessed and shuffled the decks I'm using for our reading since we're on our last episode of June the sixth month of the calendar year and it's also episode 86 I've decided to use six decks for this reading so Just a quick shout out to the artist before we get started. We've got 
The Universal Weight Tarot by A.E. Weight and Pamela Coleman-Smith. The Sun and Moon Tarot by Vanessa Decor. The Wild Unknown Pocket Tarot by Kim Kranz. The Angels and Ancestors Oracle by Kyle Gray. The Daily Crystal Inspiration Oracle by Heather Askinasi. And last but certainly not least, the Sacred Destiny Oracle by Denise Lynn. All right, folks, let's see what's in the cards for us today. Welcome, welcome. It's summertime. <laughs> Definitely uh, feeling energized for this last reading for the month of June and we're getting ready to shift into July happens to be my birthday month <laughs> definitely looking forward to that um, for anyone who is new to UGT energy readings refreshers galore for returners uh, you'll hear a little bit of background noise and that is just me doing some additional shuffling of the cards so we get as random of messages as possible that either fly out or gently fall from the deck and that's what we consider as guidance from spirit for the reading uh, I mention this every time because it's worth mentioning I'm a dog mama of two so it's quite possible <laughs> that you might hear them uh, doing their thing it may or may not come through the mic um, if I oh okay there's one card put that to the side if I cough sneeze whatever um, I pay attention to that as well I consider it as part of the experience and being in the moment for the reading uh, just a few housekeeping items throughout the reading if gender comes up at all whether that is male or female which includes trans or non-binary so perhaps traditional gender roles don't apply um, take it how it resonates <laughs> I only bring it up to maintain the integrity of the reading and describe the artwork but in regards to you know male or female energy that the card represents that is simply all it is uh, as far as what it represents you know in terms of energy but uh, aside from that choose your own adventure um, and in general you know take what resonates leave what doesn't this is a practice to just be able to relax a little bit you know reflect um, be conscious, aware in the moment, and build the intuitive muscle in a way that is visually, you know, and, you know, from a tactile perspective, also, you know, stimulating for folks who are into the woo-woo stuff like this. <laughs> so, yeah, you're welcome to take what resonates, leave what doesn't. If you're picking up something different from what I'm putting down, that's quite all right. Independent thinking is always welcome here. And as I mentioned in the intro, uh, you know, it's, it's cool for people to do their thing, <laughs> live a happy and healthy life without intentionally harming other people in the process. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Well, I, I got a nice little mini stack that came out <laughs> as, uh, as I said that. So I'll actually go with that. Um, and this is the universal tarot that I am kicking us off with for this reading. Um, before I get into the cards, I will put out there my intention for the reading. We've got six decks and, uh, 
that's because we're in the month of June, sixth month of the calendar year, and we're on our last episode of the month. So this is a way to close out the month and also tie in whatever guidance comes through from spirit, which is the cards and just how I interpret them intuitively, uh, how that connects to the talk. Um, that's featured in the episode for today. So as far as the amount of cards that I get from each deck, I'm open. I, I do have the intention to breeze through as much as possible. And so what I'm thinking is regardless of how many cards comes out, each deck will be like, you know, its own chapter of the novella, but each chapter will be its own novella, kind of like Black Mirror style <laughs> for folks who um, ha have seen that show and, it, you know, sort of the format there. So I have my cards from the Universal Tarot. And as I mentioned, I got a little mini stack. And, and so I'll just take all of it. So let's see what we got. Um, first off, let me see how many cards we got. We have... One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, we have seven. <laughs> that's, um, ooh, I mean, typically that's enough for me to do a whole reading's worth <laughs> with the seven cards, but I will be intentional about making, you know, each, each deck its own, you know, sort of little novella. So it's something different for me. Uh, we'll see just kind of what I get, just not just intuitively, but, you know, quite literally, you know, in instinctively, um, when I see the card. So I, that's why I'm feeling energized. Like I'm excited to do this. There's a little bit more of an element of surprise for me, um, for doing this reading. So, all right, cool. So let's see what we have with these seven cards from this, uh, I'll say part one <laughs> of this reading. So we have... Okay, so we have the Ace of Wands, the Knight of Pentacles, ooh, the Emperor, the Hanged Man. Okay, so we got Major Arcana and Minor Arcana up in here. The Four of Swords, the King of Swords, and the Nine of Pentacles. Okay. So the first thing that I'll mention for folks who are new and it, it, it's my due diligence to go through all the different elements because it truly does provide helpful context and it, it, it really paints the picture for the reading. So as far as the elements are concerned, from the Universal Tarot right now, we have wands, pentacles, swords. Okay. And so wands in tarot represents fire energy. That's passion, energy itself, motivation. Pentacles in tarot is the element that represents earth. Uh, and so that has to do with our physical world around us. It could have to do with the work that we're doing or what we're building, uh, what, what's practical, what's physical, and what is uh, you know, tangible, tactile. Swords energy, uh, that's air. That has to do with thoughts, mindset, communication. I, I, and think of mental health. That's something that could also be associated with swords. Um, to be inclusive, and also I know I mentioned um, July, getting into that, you know, uh, you know, kind of the birthday month, a little shout out, water signs, you know? So, so what's missing from here is, is water energy. And so that has to do with emotions and relationships and that element in tarot is cups. And, and we'll see, we might get that. Um, yeah, we might, we might end up getting that from the sun and moon tarot and the wild unknown pocket tarot. But if not, that that's also okay. Um, 
because actually, yeah, then in that case, what that might mean is that, you know, whatever energy we're picking up on, whether it's you, whoever you're thinking about, whoever we're getting the tea on, that maybe you got that on lock already. So, you know, that's definitely the optimistic view or perhaps whatever we pick up on here, it might call for uh, it's like a bit of a balance with that. You know what I mean? Um, which is something that applies to all of us. Or perhaps it resonates that, you know, water energy is just sort of like underlying, you know what I mean? That's, that is the foundation. And then everything else here is sort of building upon that. So I just, just want to put that out there. Um, take it how it resonates. So going back to the universal tarot cards with this, this little mini story that we've got going on here. I'm going to start with the Major Arcana cards because that's also worth me mentioning for folks who are new. So with Major Arcana and Minor Arcana in Tarot, Major Arcana is like main characters, major themes. The Minor Arcana, which are the elements that I just shared, uh, that's really, those are really more of the uh, descriptors in terms of the cards in a deck. And so when Major Arcana is present, this either has a, such powerful energy that it can completely shift the direction of a reading or it is what's at the core you know these the rest of these cards are what help paint the picture for what these major themes or main characters represent and so to start with the major arcana with the hanged man and with the emperor this is really interesting because what i'm getting with this is uh, you know, however it resonates, it, the, the Hanged Man card for Major Arcana, that typically represents that there may or may not be a certain feeling of confusion or varying perspectives. And this could be positive, negative, neutral. But what this does typically indicate is that maybe there are different directions, different ways of thought for you or whoever you're thinking about or whoever we're picking up on. It, this could be purely internal as far as just uh, it, so many things being contemplated and considered, which is something that we can all relate to, whether it has to do with family, friends, work, romantic, again, positive, negative, neutral, but the hanged man represents it, a, a loving and non-judgmental <laughs> nudge from spirit that there could be something going on where it calls from or it calls for seeing things from a different perspective or perhaps you know this entire reading might resonate um you know for folks tuning in where this is reflecting on something that has already occurred so it you know it maybe it is kind of a been there done that and this is what is true for whatever energy we're picking up on as far as a different perspective either being required or some shift in perspective that has happened for some reason. And then the emperor, th this is a really positive um, major arcana card in, in tarot. The emperor card, it does represent masculine energy but again as I mentioned with gender take it how it resonates and and all of us you know have have a little bit of everything you know with within us and so this could mean for whoever we're picking up on regardless you know of of how the energy identifies there's this emperor energy being embodied in terms of really mastering 
emotions, taking charge of well-being. Uh, typically, the emperor represents uh, leadership qualities, uh, willpower, self-control, uh, a great manager of, of projects, if you will. And, and if this doesn't resonate as far as you or potentially whoever you're thinking about, so this could be a main character that is not you, but you know, perhaps somebody in, in your atmosphere if this doesn't resonate, then this could, again, you know, be a loving, non-judgmental message from spirit that perhaps this is what's called for, <laughs> whether it's you embodying it or needing this energy in your atmosphere. Like, like that could potentially be this perspective or maybe, you know, the, the perspective, which is the hangman card, uh, as far as what that represents, maybe there's a different perspective in who, you know, this emperor card represents for you or whoever you're thinking about. Or there's a change in perspective on how you yourself embody that, if that makes sense. Um, the other thing about the emperor card, it, you know, from that leadership perspective and that masculine energy, if you think about being a, not just a leader, but a protector, like the emperor is that person who cares for the people. And so this could also indicate a need for healthy, uh, you know, healthy boundaries, but maybe protecting yourself, your loved ones, those who might be vulnerable, etc. And so again, you know, it, as a combo with this hanged man card, perhaps there's some sort of a shift in perspective on how that applies to you or whoever you're thinking about. And then getting into the minor arcana cards, we have, read these over, the Ace of Wands, the Knight of Pentacles, the Four of Swords, the King of Swords, the Nine of Pentacles. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and put the elements together, just the, the pentacles together, the swords together, and then the wands is kind of doing its own thing, which is actually kind of cool because with the ace of wands, ace essentially represents the number one, uh, you know, in this context. And so with this doing its own thing, quite fitting. And then with wands being fire energy of passion, energy itself and motivation, I, I think that's also quite fitting as far as like perhaps what this represents, whether it's family, friends, work, romantic, like just the just sort of the importance of it. Uh, it that's how it's resonating for me, just, you know, intuitively, instinctively <laughs> as I'm going through this little little mini novella. Uh, and so, or, or part one, I should say. Uh, and so then if I get into the pentacles, cause I, I feel like just kind of naturally going there. So there's the passion, energy, and motivation. And then with that earth energy, um, from the pentacles, it's kind of like, what, what does that look like practically? How does that manifest? How do you build that? Like, even if I'm tying it into the talk, as far as just planning and mapping it out and learning from experience, uh, hmm. It's actually considering that, and since I do want to be intentional about tying this into the talk, I'm going to pivot a little bit. It's, I, I'm going to do my own little hanged man moment where rather than going into the pentacles of how it manifests, it does make sense from that planning process and that reflection process to, to, to really uh, be conscious about how we think and set the intention. So I'm going to go into the swords. That's the air energy of thoughts, mindset, communication, and then get into the pentacles. And that actually feels like a better flow. And so it's identifying that fire energy, that the passion energy itself and motivation, like that's this thing that's here, you know, perhaps that's it, its purpose, you know, from that passion perspective or what you're working toward or pursuing if we're tying it into the talk. 
And so then with the major and minor arcana, it's like that, that perspective shift or embodying that emperor energy or what, whoever or whatever, you know, the emperor energy represents, like there's some sort of a shift in perspective there. And, and it's probably for the better, or there might be a need for it. <laughs> if it doesn't resonate, you know, that this is what, what's true for you yet. Um, and, and it's all welcome here. So getting into the swords, we got the four of swords and the king of swords. These, the, these two actually make sense together because the, it's, I'll, I'll start, I'll start with the king of swords with the king of swords and the king in general, the king and the queen, you know, they, they are equal, <laughs> equitable. Um, the king of swords, it might as well be major arcana because as far as the elements are concerned or minor arcana, you know, is concerned, it's, it, you know, it's the highest you can go, you know, along with the queen. Um, and so with the king of swords, the, it's, this is similar energy to the emperor. And so this could actually be painting the picture a little bit more of what, like who or what this emperor energy is. And perhaps it is energy or this is what's called for, you know, depending on how this resonates or the situation or whatever this ace of wands is, you know, whatever that represents, which is, you know, that number one, um, it's that first step or, you know, getting started or what will it take to ignite and spark, you know, that, that ace of wands, this ace of wands could represent a spark of, in, you know, inspiration or motivation of some sort, but the king of swords, so air energy, thoughts, mindset, communication, it's it, the reason why I say this is such a great combo with the four of swords is because the king of swords represents energy of someone who it, you know, it's masculine energy. That's what the, you know, the king leaned towards, but, but take it how it resonates. You could be a female embodying this energy. You could be non-binary uh, embodying this energy as well. But it, it this does typically repre represent someone who has a good handle, uh, you know, on their emotions, emotional intelligence, if you will, um, intellectual, analytical, someone who's organized, uh, someone where integrity, morals, instincts, common sense, uh, that's something that is of value to a king of swords. Um, Someone who has great ideas, you know, if we're thinking about thoughts, mindset, communication, and, you know, simply put, someone who's also a great communicator. I know I mentioned um, just, uh, you know, the integrity piece, but it's high moral standards, like the, the, the King of Swords, it represents someone with King energy, where it, it's all about doing the quote unquote, right thing in the right context. And so there definitely is a level of sensibility that happens with the King of Swords and, and mental stability with the King of Swords. And then with the Four of Swords energy, for numerology represents stability, uh, building foundations. It, it actually ties in quite well with pentacles and earth energy. It, it could be about building something from the ground up. So it could have quite a lot to do with work or passion and purpose, which we got the wands energy here. Uh, I know I mentioned it could be family, friends, work, romantic, but uh, you know, perhaps this does have to do with purpose, uh, you know, in and of itself. And so this four being here and that representing a certain level of stability in the swords category of thoughts, mindset, communication, it, it's like we got this king of swords energy here where that's either what they embody or, or, or that's what's really being leaned into. It's what's being worked on. Um, 
the emperor and hanged man energy i know what i mentioned as far as like perhaps a shift in perspective on what's needed for a given situation or what you yourself or whoever you're thinking about whoever we're tapping into might need to embody especially if we're tying this into the talk as far as the, the what you're looking to achieve or defining you know success and working toward that as you see fit um perhaps it requires or again what's being worked on this could be in progress or already been there done that really being uh, mindful and conscious about this king of swords uh energy and perhaps the way to be rooted in that in case it's helpful is to be mindful of the four swords energy and what that means and so it, it there is a certain level of a stability that is there and so to that point what do you got to do to keep yourself well um and so that shifts us into the pentacles as far as that physical reality what does this look like how does this manifest and this is interesting because we have the knight of pentacles which it's it, it's we have the king of swords with the knight uh, it, typically you know the knight works for the king <laughs> or you know uh, which it is actually quite profound because there's a collaborative piece here where the king has their own, you know, sort of role and what they specialize in and, and as does the knight. And at one point, it's quite possible that the king has had to do some knightly duties. It, it, it's kind of like all of us have been in, you know, sort of that knight situation where if you think about how plots typically work out, in, you know, in, in many fables, storylines, movies, you know, etc. insert art form, the knight is typically on some sort of a journey and it's external, but it's also internal. And there's, you know, meeting different characters and personalities or overcoming different challenges or celebrating, you know, different successes or failures along the way. There's usually some sort of goal. It, it's all about honor and it's about reaching a certain point and then coming back home, you know? Um, and so it's interesting having the Knight of Pentacles here because what this could indicate is some sort of journey, whether it's starting or ongoing. And if we're thinking about the Pentacles, it could be about building something. And, and Knights are all about that action. <laughs> and so you do have to be um, still and so we have the emperor that you know the the major arcana here and then the knight or, or the king of swords rather where they're both sitting in their thrones and but we have the knight of pentacles where you know this gentleman here he's he's on his horse and I, i'll say it one more time as far as the gender take it how it resonates but with masculine energy coming through here it could mean for whatever energy that we're picking up on there's just a certain level of action or practicality or of kind of feeling in that protector mode <laughs> whether it's of yourself or uh, of folks that you care about and, and so that's really interesting like that that could be something to consider or something again to embody in order to navigate uh, the the shift and the change in seasons um, and then looking at the nine of pentacles nine in numerology it it typically represents a certain level of of release you know as you're approaching that 10 which usually in numerology represents reaching a goal or closing out a cycle positive negative neutral and so with the nine it's it's almost like reflecting on certain investments um 
really analyzing certain investments as well and also being able to enjoy the fruits of your labor. So it's kind of like the that 10 represents what it is with actually being at that point of reaching that goal or that checkpoint, but that nine of pentacles, it represents the investments. If we're thinking about that earth energy, uh, yeah, the, the, the fruits of your labor bit. It, it's really interesting because finally we got some feminine energy up in here and it's on the nine of pentacles card and it shows a lady uh, and she's here and it's, it's interesting. She has a bird, you know, perched on her hand. It looks like it, it could be a messenger bird here. And, and it also looks like this lady is in a garden. Um, yeah, and there's grapes here. And so, you know, if you think about making grapes into wine, just thinking about the abundance and the ability to, to use resources around you and invest in them, you know, to create something new. And so this is kind of like investments paying off, whether that's family, friends, work, romantic. But again, with this earth energy, it, it you know, this is leaning a little bit toward work, purpose and you know how things are sort of building up from there um and, and yeah looking more at this artwork yeah it, it, this lady she looks peaceful it, it's it's quite interesting because also in the artwork there's a little you know snail <laughs> that's here it's almost like you know it, it it's here is just like a little pleasant surprise to find but and something else I'm also seeing on the card, just off in the distance in the background, it looks like a house or a castle, if you will. Um, and so this could, if we're thinking about investments, this could also be reassurance as far as certain, you know, possessions as it relates to pentacles. And so maybe it is financial. It could be assets. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to do with wealth, though it could, but to be inclusive, think about abundance in general or anything that is, you know, in your physical reality that really means something to you. Um, it, it's interesting seeing the snail here and then also seeing, you know, sort of in the background, um, you know, like this home where you can't see all of it, but just part of it. Um, it, it makes me think about the previous episode in the reading where I, I recall the tortoise and, and then, you know, it, it was kind of like a slow and steady, you know, wins the race. And it's up to you as far as authentic living and, and really honoring your needs and your journey to go at the pace that works for you. So sometimes that's going to mean speeding up. Sometimes it means slowing down. Sometimes it means having healthy boundaries. Sometimes it means releasing those when, when it's the right time to do so. And, and so it, it really is all about keeping yourself well and, and really honoring who you are and what you need and allowing others to do the same in their own way. And so thinking about that and also tying it into the talk where it, 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 it came up, um, you know, from, from Dr. Alex there as far as it, creating a plan, but for him, he was thinking ahead, you know, five years. And so seeing this snail here and also thinking about the previous reading too, just sort of that theme of, not being afraid to reflect and take your time at, at the journaling bit <laughs> from from the talk um, that it, it, I almost feel like that's what this snail sort of represents. It's like investing the time um, in yourself or what it is that you're trying to build. And then seeing this, you know, little part of a home in the back, you know, on the artwork, it's it's almost like that represents what is being built or being invested in. It's kind of like, what does that represent? You know, for you, whoever you're thinking about, whoever we're picking up on. And 
just considering the energy of the nine, it's like, okay, like whatever's happening, you know, you can enjoy it or you're almost there. It, if it doesn't resonate that this is what is, you know, true, uh, it, you know, as far as this reading, perhaps this is something to look forward to. So everything else that I mentioned, as far as the energy of the cards and what they represent, the shift in perspective, like if I'm going all the way back to this hanged man card, uh, along with the emperor, these two major arcana, uh, uh, again, this might be what to really be conscious of in terms of what to embody for yourself in order to get to this nine of pentacles if you're not already there yet. And it could be that this ace of wands energy, like taking that first step and, and that spark and that fire, I, it, perhaps that's also, you know, what what's needed or what's occurring and, you know, moving toward the the nine of pentacles, if you will. And then ideally, you know, you, you reach that 10 of pentacles, um, which is, it, you know, that that's optimal uh, as far as really feeling like you have what you want, what you need. Like and, and that's why it's interesting that we don't have uh, water energy, at least yet um, for the tarot in this reading, because a 10 of pentacles is like the equivalent to a 10 of cups as far as wish fulfillment. Um, yeah, yeah. Re really feeling like you got a handle on how achieving success, how you see fit, that, like that's what that means. <laughs> so again, you know, 10 of, of pentacles, 10 of, of cups. It's almost like that combo having that 20, you know, that's, that's what that represents. So cool. Let's get into the sun and moon tarot. Uh, we'll see how many cards we get from there. Uh, I'm actually going to do a, just cough really quickly so I don't interrupt this next part of the reading. <clears throat> okay. Pardon me. I'll take a sip of water. <sighs> okay. Great. I <laughs> just needed to get through that, do a little reset, refresh. And now let's get into the sun and moon tarot. Oh. Uh, okay, well, that was quick. I will take that. And as I mentioned, just going to go with the flow with the, the cards that I got. And so we have, let's see how many cards. One, uh, two, three, four. We have four cards. Cool. And the cards we have are, oh, okay, we have the seven of wands. So more wands energy. We have. It's a more major arcana. We have the strength card. We also have a more major arcana. We have the death card and we have the two of swords. Um, I, I, I like that there's like an even uh, sort of balance between major and minor arcana here. So that's something I'll pay attention to. The, the fact that we have more wands energy it's definitely as far as passion, energy, motivation, and so, something that, that's really firing you up. <laughs> I, I think what's interesting here is that we have the seven of wands and I, uh, it's, I'm an optimistic realist and my delivery is, it, you know, it's gentle with, with how I communicate. 
I'm always honest though. And so the seven of wands, it's not necessarily the most positive card in tarot, but <laughs> it's definitely a relatable and, um, and, and also realistic one. And so the seven of wands, just for me to describe the artwork, it, it's different in different tarot decks. And so sometimes it's a gentleman, sometimes it's a lady on the card. In the sun and moon tarot, there's a lady uh, on the seven of wands card. And out of the seven wands, this lady is holding one of them and she's clearly using it to defend herself. And then the other six wands are just standing there and it almost looks like she's battling against these other six wands. And so it's, it's interesting to consider the fact that the one wand that she's holding is identical to the other six wands. And so this could indicate, especially with it being in the wands category, like feeling like there's some sort of battle that's happening and it could be internal, it could be external. And so if I am focusing, you know, just on the sun and moon tarot and looking at the other cards as well. Yeah. And, and so I, and so here we go. Seven of wands. As I mentioned, this lady here holding this one wand and the other six are identical, but still she, you know, she's defending herself against them. And, and, and I'll put out there, you could be a male, you know, and, and you could be embodying your female energy or non-binary. And this is something that resonates for you. But if you think about it, just, just the emotions and, and sort of the nurturing piece the fact that we have the seven of wands and there's a lady on this card and there's this feminine energy. Uh, for me, I welcome it, especially if I am going back to the previous deck where we did have so much masculine energy and finally, you know, ended up on some feminine energy. Starting off with feminine energy here is good. So perhaps it resonates that for you or whoever you're thinking about, in whatever this represents, whatever, you know, this challenge is, which from an optimistic point of view, it's, it's always a learning experience, positive, negative, neutral. It, there, there's something that builds from there, whether it's connection to self, connection to others, or just in general connection to the environment around us. So yeah, this seven of wands being on the defense, perhaps maybe a little bit on the offense, but ideally not in a way where it's intentionally causing harm. Like I'm always going to say that <laughs> it, there's something going on here, but we do have the strength card of the major arcana, which that it, it, it's pretty self-explanatory here. It, it's really interesting because the artwork on this card it, it also shows what looks to be a lady, but she's sitting on a wolf and, and it looks like this lady and this wolf are buddies, you know, like they're, they're, they're chilling, <laughs> they're chilling. And so it's almost as if to say, you know, like the, this lady and just the energy of, of strength, but it's like a, a, a quiet or a gentle, you know, sort of strength. It, it, has the ability to tame this wolf or to make the wolf, uh, you know, even more gentle, you know, whatever that energy represents or, or that wolf could represent this challenging situation, <laughs> this seven of wands, you know, going on here. And then, you know, this lady who is, you know, sort of it honoring herself, keeping her composure, showing compassion in, in whatever way, shape or form that resonates, that's what the strength card represents. And so that could be what's called for as far as really that inner strength, or you're probably already doing this. <laughs> if this is something that resonates, this might be something that you're already tapping into. So this could be a, 
an empowering and uplifting, you know, message from spirit that, you know, this strength is, is either within you or there's a support system around you or resources that can help, you know, really fuel that strength in order to navigate, you know, whatever the, the seven of wands represents. Um, Looking at the other two cards here too, we have the the death card for Major Arcana, which is honestly nowhere near as bad as it sounds. <laughs> for anyone who's new uh, to tarot, the the death card represents transformation and rebirth, and, and also release, which is which is interesting since that came up. I'm not supposed to tie it back to the to the other deck, but it did come up with the Nine of Pentacles, just the nine in numerology with the release, in case that context is helpful, and so. And so maybe for you or whoever you're thinking about, it might have to do with, again, family, friends, work, romantic, but the death rebirth, and it could be internal or external, but maybe a transformation is happening. Perhaps one is called for, if we're tying this into the talk, maybe there has been a transformation around purpose or passion or, or whatever that plan needs to look like to get there. And the reason why I'm leaning in that direction is because we, with the two of swords, Swords energy, you know, friendly reminder uh, that has to do with thoughts, mindset and communication. So it and it's also interesting with the artwork on this card there. There's a lady on this card as well. But typically with the artwork on the two of swords card, it'll have someone where you can tell that their their vision is is blurred in some way, shape or form. And so from that thoughts, mindset, communication, it there's these two swords and typically the individual on the card and and and. And, and it's happening, you know, with this lady who's here, she has swords in, in each hand, but her arms are crossed. And so the swords are, you know, facing upward, one on each side, at, you know, near, near her ears. And so it, it's almost as if to say there's something going on where it requires, you know, either making a decision or discernment, or it could be a certain level of a truce or peace where it's, it's simply relying on from that thoughts, mindset, communication perspective, it, it, being mindful, being conscious, being mature, being aware, um, being balanced, being centered. And so huh, going to tie it back to the last deck again, but the four swords, you know, kind of similar energy there in case it's helpful. It could be that the the death rebirth card that's here, along with the two of swords and uh, and two in numerology, that represents balance, partnerships, mirroring. So you know, again, quite fitting. If we're thinking about mental health, it it could be that for you know for you or whoever you're thinking about, whoever we're picking up on. Perhaps there has been a transformation of some sort, which, you know, kudos that like that's the journey that we're all on. And so if that is how it resonates, keep going and growing. Perhaps there was something that needed to be released. <laughs> and so if you think about recalibrating, uh, you know what I mean? And, and really tying it into the talk of uh, figuring out what is authentic to you and then really mapping it out and getting to the point where you build that habit. So eventually you might even be able to throw out the mat. You know what I mean? And because we always have to recalibrate at certain points uh, throughout our journey. And so this from the sun and moon tarot, what we're getting, you know, from, you know, from this mini novella, this could be the recalibration. And that could be something that either takes some strength <laughs> Or again, like, you know, this, this seven of wands, as far as what that indicates with a little bit of a, a battle, whether it's internal or external, 
And it is interesting with, you know, this, the lady here who's holding the wand and using it for what it looks like to defend herself against these other six wands that are identical to that seventh wand. There, there was probably a point where this lady wasn't expecting for these other six wands to be things that she had to be on the defense against. Um, and so that might be something to consider. So again, with the death and rebirth and the shift, and the, we have the strength major arcana card and, and even considering numerology as well. I want to be inclusive. Seven of wands. Let me make sure I mention seven in numerology. That, that typically does have to do with, you know, spiritual development of some sort. And so that does make me lean into the reflection piece and, and maybe there is a certain level of reevaluating and recalibrating in terms of the passion purpose, which it, it, it's something we all need to do. <laughs> and it's something everyone has the right to do uh, along their authentic journey. But again, that does take strength to do it. Um, with this death and rebirth card being here and then the two of swords of either making a decision or feeling at peace with a certain decision um, or a, 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 a truce or bridging a gap of some sort. And so if there was any disconnection, like now, you know, sort of making that connection, especially from a thoughts and mindset and communication perspective, perhaps... Uh, Huh. You know, uh, it, it's perhaps how this resonates for you or whoever you're thinking about this sun and moon tarot little, you know, little thing we got going on here. I, I am, you know, feeling more guided toward this being about the internal as far as the picture that's being painted here, especially with having so much feminine energy, you know, happening with the sun and moon tarot. I th this probably does have to do with really tapping into not only that inner strength, but any, you know, inner battles or for lack of a better way to put it, perhaps even inner demons, anything that might be holding us back from moving toward who it is that we truly are, um, how we truly want to make a difference in the world or what authentic living means to us. It's, <laughs> I, I, I say it so much and I'll continue to, you know, to say it, but it is really important for us to define that for ourselves and what aligns with our values so that we have that clarity and we can give other folks, you know, and, and ourselves included, you know, the permission to be able to, to live authentically and achieve success the way that we see fit. And so perhaps internally, this could represent some sort of a, a you know, a revelation or holding one self accountable because that's also really important you know what i mean so like even with the seven of wands you know it could be this it, it, an inner journey you know that that this is uh describing for us but either way the positive thing here with this death card it there's a rebirth and so there is a certain level of a transformation or seeing things differently or ha having a new having a new point of view, which is the same as saying things differently. But from the point of view perspective, the reason why that stands out to me is because as I mentioned with the two of swords and the blindfold piece, not being able to see and having to rely on your, your intuition. Um, and so, yeah. Okay. Let's get into the wild unknown pocket tarot, and then we will shift into the Oracle. 
Oh, cool. Okay, so we have um, one card that gently came out of the deck. Great, so I'll breeze through this. And it is... Okay, we got we got some more pentacles. So, okay. So, so there's definitely a lot uh, as far as earth energy and pentacles and just, you know, the building piece. And with the four, you know, that's that has to do with stability, foundations, building something. So, this ties in quite well with the talk. <laughs> uh, you know, as as far as doing what's needed and reflecting and also taking the action, you know, ma making the dream a reality, but doing so in a way that's true to us. And so once we identify what is true to us, then that's how you are able to make a plan that will stick <laughs> and that resonates. And so, uh, you know, again, from that steadiness and stability perspective, it's like having this four pentacles here from the wild unknown. It's like, it's, it's like, okay, you know, there's, there's something here as far as, either taking that step to build or either recognition, but it's in general, this is a good sign. I think especially having this at just about the halfway point <laughs> um, for the reading, this one card just being its own, you know, little novella here, this kind of paints the picture of the process. The process, kind of like this checkpoint, like boop, like this, this is all about just the journey of building oneself, building each other up, building up what it is that we are passionate about. And that could be a talent. <laughs> uh, it, it could be a service of some sort. It, 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 it could be anything, anything that makes your life or, or the lives of other people better. Um, and I'm gonna leave it at that. Simply put, yeah, yeah. Perhaps for the tarot portion of the reading, it, it it's meant to close out kind of on this concise note. And and for folks who are new, for context, typically during readings, if just one card comes out from a deck, then that is considered a concise or a direct message from spirit. And so there is a certain level of maybe focus or building that's either currently happening or has already happened. That could be how it resonates. But if you feel like maybe you've been stuck a little bit, you aren't there yet, uh, currently seeking clarity, unsure what moves to make first, having this four of pentacles here, it, it's kind of like, you know, okay, it just, you know, sort of anchor yourself in a way that's healthy. And however that resonates, you know, what is it that you need to do? And, and the talk should help with that uh, in, in order to create this foundation for yourself. Um, or for somebody that you care about, you know, help, helping them navigate uh, something similar. All right, <laughs> let's get into the Oracle portion of the reading. Okay, so this is the angels in the, oh, there we go. It's the angels and the ancestors Oracle and, and we got one card again. So that works. Um, <laughs> I just realized saying cardigan sounds like cardigan. So, okay. Uh, so we have a, a cardigan, <laughs> one cardigan, uh, and it is, ooh, okay. It's the mirror guardian. Take time to reflect. Cool. I mean, that it's, it's, 
simply put, take time to reflect mirror guardian that that ties in really well with the talk <laughs> because that's a very essential part of the process um, that that was shared uh, as far as designing, you know, the, the life that you want that feels authentic to you. Um, Okay, cool. So that, you know, this taking the time to reflect, however that resonates, um, you know, if you're already doing it, great, keep doing it. But if if you feel like you just, you know, go, 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 and there isn't that time or space for the reflection or even the self-care, then this is a loving and non-judgmental message from spirit that more of this could be needed as far as taking those intentional pauses when it makes sense to do so in order to map things out (laughs) or throw out, you know, the map reroute, (laughs) you know, gain, gain some clarity. You know what I mean? And, and and as it relates to the talk, that's what it's all about. It's a practice to help gain clarity. So then that way there's more of an ability to take the action that's needed and that best serves us or, or serves uh, the world around us. So mirror guardian, take time to reflect, Uh, you know, that that's a very important part of the journey for us all. Um, I mean, it's one of the only ways we even know what authentic living, you know, means or is to us <laughs> is by taking the time to reflect. And then that way we aren't just following somebody else's plan. Sometimes that's helpful if, if what their plan is resonates. But if it doesn't, you know, how do you come up with your own plan in a way where it also honors what other folks are doing, too? So I'm going to leave it at that. Yep. <laughs> Take time to reflect. So the, the, this little mini novella that we got here, it, it, re- it is all about, you know, maybe a little bit of that hermit mode where it, it perhaps something profound will reveal itself in this reflection time or reflection exercise. If, uh, you know, you follow the, the de- sort of the designing approach uh, that's shared in the talk by Dr. Alex. So, okay, cool. Next up, we have the Daily Crystal Inspiration Oracle. It would be cool to get one card again. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I'm open to however many cards come out. So we'll see. (laughs) Maybe we need a a little more, um, you know, of of a picture that's painted with these last two decks. But I am totally open. Oh, okay. Yep. (laughs) All right. So definitely not just one card. I don't know if it came through the the mic or not, but there's clearly multiple here, (laughs) but I'll take them all. Uh, So uh, we have just a few. So it's uh, it's not too bad. It looks like we have one, two, three, four. Yep. Four and and a few of them I can see. So I'll go ahead and, and read out the ones facing me. We have clear quartz. <laughs> Get crystal clear. Uh, and originally the intention was not to necessarily connect these with the other decks, but where it feels appropriate to do so, I shall. <laughs> so this is another one where, you know, mirror guardian taking the time to reflect and really gaining that clarity. Clear quartz. Get crystal clear. So, you know, perhaps in this you know, part, uh, at this point, part five of our part six (laughs) series, uh, for this reading, I get crystal clear. Like this could be, you know, chapter five, like the clarity chapter, like the clarity is there. The other card that's facing upward that I can see is Angelite support is all around you. So 
I mean, this could be the clarity as far as just realizing the support that, that is around you or within uh, or resources that might be uh, available to you. So it could be getting crystal clear on what that means and who that is because <laughs> that's important. Um, it, it definitely being surrounded by energy that uplifts you or being in an in environments that uplift you. That's essential. <laughs> that has to be part of the process as far as just the exercise of designing your life, building that community and making the genuine connections, however that resonates. And that's gonna be based on, you know, values and whatnot, which doesn't necessarily mean being into all the same things. <laughs> it's actually great, uh, you know, to have diversity of, thought as far as just the range of, uh, of what you're allowing into your atmosphere and what you're bringing to other people. Different perspectives is a wonderful thing and it's something that I believe in. Uh, aside from that, fundamental values of how you treat yourself and other people, that's what I mean by the genuine connections, yeah? <laughs> and so it's, I've experienced, you know, being surrounded by folks who didn't necessarily want what was best for me or didn't accept me as my authentic self. And I've also experienced being surrounded by support and love <laughs> for me being my authentic self. And so I can attest uh, that it makes a difference. And so you do owe it to yourself to clear courts, get crystal clear. And Angelite, support is all around you, getting crystal clear about either what that means, who that is. Um, okay, and, and that mirror guardian taking time to reflect if I'm breaking the rules just a little bit <laughs> and going back to you know that previous chapter with this one card, this direct concise message, it's like, okay, you reflect and then now we're in ch chapter five where there is that you know clarity. And maybe it is a realization of the support being all around you, which it, that is something great to realize and something very empowering to realize. And so like either way, you know, it's hoping for this for anyone and for anyone who doesn't feel this way, it's, it's again, it's about doing the exploration in order to figure out what's needed to get there. And, and then the other cards that we have are, we have Jade, be the bigger person, Okay. And we have turquoise, prioritize your health. I mean, that's a message that we all need to hear sometimes, but <laughs> this could mean that, you know, the support being all around you, the, the, the Angelite, like this, this part here, part five, which is interesting, five in numerology, that has to do with change and transformation. It, I just feel called to like share that, particularly with this chapter and the cards that we got. There might be a shift <laughs> that has either happened or maybe it's needed um, as far as being the bigger person or turquoise prioritizing your health. That's what it means for Jade being the bigger person. So there, there might be something going on where Again, this might be a reflection where it's already happened and maybe this reading, you know, there's new insights coming out of, you know, uh, from this or just confirmation that, you know, you're, you're on the right track. Um, and if you feel like you're not, you know, here's how you might be able to get back on it. <laughs> be the bigger person, prioritize your health. And if that's easier said than done, you know, support is all around you. But it, it is very important to get crystal clear 
And this could also be in general, you know, if, if there's ever a challenging situation or a difficult conversation, just really having that energy of compassion and empathy and Jade, be the bigger person, turquoise, prioritize your health. You don't have to attend every battle that you invited to, <laughs> you know, you, you can decline, um, you know, the, the invitation uh, you can set healthy boundaries. You can lower those boundaries when it's safe to do so. Like it's, it, it, it it's all about making sure that it, things are healthy and not harmful. And so be the bigger person. Don't add more harm <laughs> and also do what you got to do to keep yourself well. Yeah. And, and that is turquoise prioritizing your health. And everyone has a right to do this in their own way. And, and such is authentic living. So going back to clear courts, get crystal clear. What does that mean for you or whoever you're thinking about? So with the talk, perhaps that's an exercise that will help with this. <laughs> or maybe there's, you know, a, a person, place, thing or space where this resonates, where it's like, oh, you know, how, how can you see things from a higher perspective and really show up in a way that's universally conscious and prioritizing your own health, whether that is mental, emotional, physical, spiritual. Um, cool. Okay. Last but not least sacred destiny Oracle. And then we shall call it a day. Since it's the end of the month, definitely acknowledge that this is an extended. Ooh. All right. Well, that was quick extended reading. So Props for your stamina <laughs> and uh, really, you know, appreciate you tuning in. And hopefully this did provide some insight, positivity, perhaps some gentle and, and friendly reminders to add a boost, you know, to your week and beyond and, and to close out, you know, the month uh, on a reflective note and bring in the new summer season, you know, on, <laughs> on an energized note as well. But uh, going back to, to the deck, Sacred Destiny already got a, a couple cards, just two. And we have, oh, lovely. <laughs> okay. We have protection and we have blessings, y'all. <laughs> cool. That's, well, that's a great place, uh, you know, for us to, to close out the reading. Protection, blessings. This, uh, this could resonate, simply put, for protection, like, uh, you know, you good. <laughs> no matter what life throws your way, you got this. Um, and and that, that has to do with, you know, internally and externally. You, you have the wherewithal to, you know, protect yourself. That's the healthy boundaries. Perhaps there, there's support or there are resources around you that can, you know, assist with that if it's needed. And for folks who are into it, you know, just from that spiritual perspective of, of just having that faith, you know, whether it, it's guardian angels or, it, or, or, you know, whatever, you know, deities you might believe in, all that's welcome here. Um, tapping into that level of spirituality where you, where you know you good. And, and then with blessings, that ties in really well to it because it's, you know, it, it's just a, a matter of being able to enjoy the fruits of your labor, experiencing abundance, it, blessings, you know, that might mean different things to, to different people. So however this resonates for you, whoever you're thinking about, whoever we're picking up on, um, it's, uh, yeah, definitely a fruitful, positive, you know, sort of happy ending. Or this could resonate that whatever these blessings represents could be family, friends, work, romantic, that you don't have anything to worry about. It, like it, it's protected. Like it, maybe it is, it, you know, something that you're passionate about might have something to do with your purpose there there's a certain level of 
not needing to worry if maybe it resonates that there's some worry there. Um, it, it, it's kind of like these two cards together, protection and blessings. It's like, you know, it's it, inner peace, you know, sort of deal. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Because either way, it, it, it's definitely a positive ending. I think one other thing that I'll add and then I will, you know, I, I will indeed close out protection. I know I've mentioned healthy boundaries. It, it, it could be that something along those lines is either in place currently or it might still be needed, might need to be implemented. And perhaps that will help with the feeling of, you know, blessings, kind of kind of being able to, to block out anything that is negatively interfering, you know, like protecting yourself from, you know, negative energy, if you will, and being open to the positive energy. Yeah, yeah. And that is the blessing. <laughs> uh, that is definitely the blessing. So, okay, cool. And all that aside, blessings, that's something that I wish for, you know, for anyone. So whether it is from an energetic perspective, whether it is physically, mentally, emotionally, um, spiritually, definitely wishing, you know, blessings to all. And I hope this reading was helpful and it resonated, you know, for whoever needed to hear it as far as, uh, you know, feeling like it's getting you a little bit closer to either reflecting on what will get you to a blessing or perhaps it's blessings that you already have. Yeah. Authentic living. <laughs> and so uh, thanks again uh, for tuning in. I, I really, really appreciate it. And if this reading didn't resonate for you, no worries. Perhaps the next one will. Other than that, I'm wishing everyone out there a great week and beyond. Talk soon.